Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Everybody, as promised, joining us this morning is our friend. He's an esteemed Emmy Award-winning journalist. He's the host of CNN's Tonight that bears his name. Comes on weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, He recently launched a new podcast. It's called Silence is Not an Option on CNN Audio. In addition to all of that, my friend has a new book. And the title of it is This is the Fire. What I say to my friends about racism. Boy, oh boy. He's joining us today to talk about the book and a host of other subjects. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Don Lemon. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Don Don, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. And look, you know I'm working from home. As soon as you introduce me, the dogs start barking. (laughs) They heard it. They know who I am. (laughs) <laughs> they, like, they, yeah, the greatest introducer is bringing out our daddy. <laughs> 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 hey, 
Hey, man. Look. <laughs> All the dogs. Steve, thank you for the great introduction. And you know the book is named This is the Fire. It's after James Baldwin's The Fire Next Time. And so now we are in the fire. After the Capitol insurrection, after George Floyd, this is the fire right now. You know, man, that's we're going to talk about this because you opened yeah. the book with a heartfelt letter to your young nephew. What's his mm-hmm. name? Trishad? Trishad, yeah. Trishad. And you're trying to help him make sense of all the racial unrest in 2020. Tell us about that, Don. Well, you know, James Baldwin opened his book, The Fire Next Time, with a letter to his nephew. And it was 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation. And he said, you know, we're celebrating this 100 years too soon. And so this is, I started writing the book. Well, let me back up just for a second. You know, during the Trump administration, if you're in the news and the president talks about you, tweets about you, everybody wanted you to write the book if you're reporting on the Trump administration, right, between 16 and 20. Everybody and their mama was asking me to write a book. And I said, no, I don't want to write a political book. I don't want to be connected to this administration. And then, Steve, George Floyd happened. And I was at home in quarantine. I couldn't go to my family. I couldn't talk to them. Yeah. And I, I started by, by saying to my nephew that I was worried. I said, Trishad, I saw a man die today. And he called out to his mama. He cried for his mama. How old and is your nephew? He's 14. He's 13 okay. now. And I, you know, and I, and I was worried about the world that he was about to inherit, that those, those young people are going to inherit this world that we have set up and created for them. And this was my way of showing love to him. And I said, if James Baldwin could write a letter to his nephew and start off a book, that's how I want to start off my book. So my, it's actually my great nephew. And I helped to raise his, um, his mom and, you know, his aunts, and, which are my nieces. And they're grown women now. They're doing great in the world. But he needed to know that I love him and that there were people like me, even though we may not have done it perfectly, Steve. I think you'll admit that. We tried. Wow. And I yeah. was trying to tell him he has my support and whatever he needed to carry on this world in a better way. And that's what I was. That's why I did it. You know, that that's an interesting take, Don, because I think that uh, so many people don't understand that as African-Americans, uh, the burden that we're saddled with in terms of helping to raise our younger generation, our children, our nephews, our young people. Mm-hmm. I don't think they understand what mm-hmm. all comes with that. Because, yeah. like you said, you were home during COVID when George Floyd died. You you have, you comp- you uh, you donate a chapter to this. What mm-hmm. were your thoughts, man, when you watched this on film? Because you had to cover it. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I mean, over and over and over. What were your thoughts when you, when you watched the video what was don lemon thinking it was it, it steve it was the weirdest out-of-body experience that i can't it was like it was like me what me reporting but watching me watch somebody else reporting and, mm. and let me tell you why i say that first of all it enraged me it was in as, as a person of color it, it just it just honestly pissed me off you guys can beat me or do whatever right. you want but it, honestly, I was so angry at the administration. First of all, they were gassing people with, you know, remember they did that in front of the White House. And then they were pretending that it was somehow the people who were oppressed, that it was George Floyd's fault or the, or the protesters' fault about what was happening in the country. They were turning the tables. And then there was one night where I, did, I happened not to go into the city and to CNN because I like to go especially when we have big stories like this, I like to go in where the company has a setup where you know the line's not going to go down 
the camera's not going to go down, the audio's right. not going to go out. Right. And so, but this one night, all hell broke loose, and my boss said, "Get on the air." And I got on. I was at home, Steve, reporting on fires on the West Coast, in in Chicago, in New York, in in L.A., in Washington D.C. And I'm crying out. I'm like, I felt like I was in. The, I felt like I was the only person left on Earth. And I'm trying to explain to every well, whoever's left, whoever's watching, look at wow. what's happening. And basically, I was saying, "Help! Help!" And I said some dumb things that I regret that I said, because I was and I was I was crying out for people that I know, who I know had influence to help, right. because I felt like I was a man on an island all by myself, and I was right. saying, "Look at what's happening to America, y'all! Please, please, please do something." So I felt like I was the only one doing it, um, and because I was the only one on the air at the time. You know, that's interesting, man, because. Uh... I, I often wondered how you felt because I understood where you were coming from when you were calling people out because, man, mm -hmm. you just wanted those of us who had a voice to raise up and use it because what you had been watching happening was like, the it, it was almost the rebirth of the civil rights movement, what happened it was surreal, Black Lives Steve. Matter. Oh, it's crazy. Hey, Don, hang on right there. Hang on right there. We're going to come back. We got more with Don Lemon right after this. We got a lot to talk about with Don right yes, after yes. this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, we're back with Don Lemon from CNN. He's got a new book out called This Is the Fire, and uh, it's a compelling book. Uh, and, 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 and it's all about relationships, race relations in this country and some of his takes on it. And we, when we left, we were talking about the George Floyd incident. And you've dedicated a chapter in this book. When you, what, what did you want this chapter to speak to, to your audience who, read, who reads the book? I wanted it to speak to just how um, dire the situation is when it comes to when, when, when people speak about Black Lives Mattering. We know what Black Lives Matter means, and we know what the people who try to denigrate and downgrade Black Lives Matter, we know what they mean. Mm -hmm. And we know that they don't care about our, about our lives. And quite frankly, the, the, the entire book, look, see, this book is so honest. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble about it, but I'm honest with what we all need to do, and especially white people need to do if we want to fix this problem. You got to do the work. You can't say when something like George Floyd happens, the reason I, that was one of the reasons I wrote the book, because I had so many people calling me saying, what do I do? I felt like I left my black friends down. I didn't know that this happened, right? And I'm sure you had some of that too with people you oh, know yeah. who are of a different ethnicity. And so that's why I wrote the book. But then when you tell them what they need to do, they say, well, that's hard. I don't know, but it's practical. That means what? They don't want to do the work. So right. you have to do the work. And guess what? You got to know a black person. You got to know a Hispanic person. You got to know a person of color. You have to have a relationship <laughs> with someone if, you're yeah. truly, if you truly want to make the change. You can't just call your one black friend or someone, your one black coworker, when something like this goes down and expect like, oh, okay, and then donate some money. That's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so that's why I dedicated to, to you got to be real. Let's be real. We got to know each other and talk to each other and have relationships with each other. See, that's the perfect way to put it, Don, because you cannot sit around each, each other as non-African-Americans and talk about a problem when you don't know all the idiosyncrasies of the problem. Right. It's, it's the same thing that we keep running into over and over. 
we have the wrong people trying to define the word racism. And they think if they just don't use the N word that they're not a racist. They don't even know the understuff. I was watching a woman interview Toni Morrison uh, online the other day, and she asked Toni Morrison, you write so eloquently, will you ever write stories about whites? And she says, I do. But you don't know how inherently racist that statement is you just made. And the white lady was sitting there just befuddled because she didn't get it. But why does Toni Morrison have to write a story about white people? You don't ask Spielberg or, I mean, you, you don't ask Spelling or nobody when they're going to write some story about some black people. You, right. you just take their stories. Hey, Don, hang on again, man. Uh, we All got right. Don Lemon. I got some topics. When we come back, I want to get his opinion on what's happening on the talk. Ooh. Ooh. When we come back, what's going Ooh. on on the talk? We'll be right back. I hope you have a job number. for me after this. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, everybody, we're back, and we're keeping him over because uh, we get to talk with a guy who, first of all, all of us on the show, Shirley, Carla, Tommy Jr., Monica, we're all fans yeah. of Big you, fans. Don. Big fan. I mean, yeah. bruh, yes. we we talk often fans. about what the hell did Don say? Because yes. <laughs> man, we were, well, all right, what did Don say? Damn what everybody else say. Because Don got that attitude we need. Because, you know, Don, the thing about you, man, is you're very uh, authentic. And mm-hmm. the thing that makes you a great reporter is, like it or not, you're going to say what you feel. And if it makes you uncomfortable, it's okay. But the thing mm-hmm. about it is, you don't lie. So, mm-hmm. right. Here it is. That's truthful. Well, here's what, as, I, as I read, if you read The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin, he talks about people uh, going to their grave, you know, judging people, um, keeping the status quo in order, not really doing what they want to do. I don't want to go to my grave and not get everything out that I need to get out. And look, you know, Steve, when you're first starting out and you first get a position, you got to be careful. Like, okay, I got to do this. And I don't know. I don't want to pick anybody up. And then once you get there and you establish that you can do it and you're successful, then as my mom said, you can show your ass. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not showing my ass, but what I'm doing yeah. is I'm comfortable enough and I know that I have a platform and I'm in a position where I can speak with authority. You, you understand what right. I'm saying? Absolutely. And I and I represent my people. And as you said so eloquently, that people are speaking about race and racism, and they have no idea what it is. People are becoming more offended about the possibility of someone thinking they may have a racial blind spot or they're racist or they're biased than the actual act itself. And what does that say? That says you're entitled. That says that you have mm-hmm. a privilege where you can think. I don't want anybody to call me racist, and therefore that I don't want anybody to call me racist supersedes the actual racism, and then you make it all about you and your grievance. So, yes. so we can't have you, that. So we're talking about the talk right now. Yes, I Let's am. Let's just no. be clear, this because talk. we talk to each other via text about this, mm-hmm. of how mm-hmm. we really felt. Mm-hmm. Now the radio version. And the CNN version of how we really feel <laughs> is we're going to share that with you now. When you saw what transpired on the talk, what were your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts was um, 
wow, there's going to be repercussions and ramifications for this that be up beyond what people are thinking right now. And nobody knew. And if you've ever worked in the in a in the world of television where you are where you get to share your opinion, there's a difference between sharing your opinion and insulting someone you work with mm-hmm. and calling someone um, really outside of their name without even saying it. So here's what I thought. The nerve to tell someone when to cry and when to not. Yes. That's entitlement. That's privilege. You don't get to do that. The nerve for you to make it all about you. It's not about you. It's the actual act of racism. That's entitlement. That's privilege. The nerve of you to sit there next to a black woman who's talking to you about racism and discrimination and you try to define the moment for her and what it Mm -hmm. means to her. The Mm -hmm. nerve. And then for you to say, I am not racist. How the hell can I be racist? And they beat that because I'm an effing whatever. You know what she said. So wow. the nerve of you to sit there in your entitlement and your privilege and be more uncomfortable and more aggrieved about someone actually thinking you're having a racial blind spot and you are sitting there on national television and proving the point that you <laughs> yeah. do. Come on, Don. Check face, Don. Live it. Man, that is so much yeah. more yes. eloquent than the text exchange we had. <laughs> <laughs> and this and guy Cheryl, is brilliant. Can you imagine if that was Cheryl, Steve? I'm sorry, I don't mean to just, I know it's your show. Can you imagine if that was Cheryl? Cheryl would not have lasted through the commercial break if she did that That's as a black woman on, on that right. show. Right. Oh, you, she would have been gone. Bruh, you 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 ain't never lied. Listen, hang on, Don. We got Don Lemon. We're not letting him go. This is Big Radio. He's got a new book out, everybody, and it's called uh, This Is The Fire, and we want everybody to pick up a copy. It's going to be great. We'll be right back with more Don Lemon right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we're back, everybody, uh, with the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Our special guest this morning is Don Lemon from CNN. Oh, man, and we are getting into it. The book, everybody, is called This is the Fire. Now, listen to me, Steve Harvey Nation. Here's the deal. We make hits. We've sent a lot of stuff to number one. This brother right here has been on the front line for us for years now. He has taken chances. He has made statement. He has been angry when it is time to be angry. But most importantly, he has been authentic and truthful. That's mm-hmm. all this book is. So what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to buy it on Kindle. We're going to buy it on Amazon. We're going to go to bookstores. We're going to run it up charge. Bestseller list number one, Let's Go Nation. This is the Fire by Don Lemon. Black Lives Ooh. Matter. We're going to spend money. This is how we do each other now. See, I'm going to treat you like an artist that come in with a new song on my show. We done made some hits on this show, Don. Oh, we got nine million listeners. I'm talking to all of them. And a lot of avid readers, too. So that's it. Hey, we were talking well, before we went. Thank you. From your up. mustache to God's ears, please. Thank you, you better believe. A lot of stuff that went to God's ears under this mustache. Look, I'm telling you. I'm keeping Family Feud on the air because my TV stays on the Family Feud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was season. That, no, that's a couple seasons ago. That's two. Uh, oh, no, oh, this is a modern season right here. Yeah. Oh, I've seen yeah. this family before. I, yeah. Yeah, I watched yeah. all of it. So anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Steve. You're watching the evolution of Steve Harvey's wardrobe. You can... <laughs> 
I look back at the first season, I go, ooh, them suits was pretty big. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, we, we were talking about the uh, Cheryl Underwood incident on, uh, mm-hmm. on the talk. The thing that, uh, and we both talked about this, Don, was how Cheryl handled it was, was sheer mm. grace. And like you said in your text to me, she handled it like a queen. I was really disturbed because I don't like it when people become a victim. Right. I'm the one that should be crying. Why? Why, why? why should you be crying? First of all, this ain't about you. This about punk-ass Pierce Morgan. Now, we done said this now. I said this over and over. This about <clears throat> Pierce Morgan. This ain't about nobody else. This is what he said. And you know what amazes me about this whole situation, Don? If Meghan Markle was not black, we're not even having this discussion at all about the baby or nothing. The mm-hmm. only reason we're having this discussion is because this woman is black. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Now, yeah. H- how the hell that ain't racist? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only factor involved here. Well, and it's also because you're doubting somebody else's story, Steve. That's what it's about. You're doubting someone else's story. Now, I, I always, I, I hate to make this comparison, but it's a real, true comparison that I think it's fair. Anytime, if someone says that someone felt uncomfortable in the workplace because I was a woman, that this man, the first, how, what are people's reactions? It's always, oh my gosh, we should listen to this. Let's figure out, understand how these individuals feel, blah, 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 blah. But for some reason, when it's racism, there's always a different reaction and a doubt. Well, I can't believe that that would happen. Of course, this person can't be that. And I can't be that way because I've lived on this earth this many years and I've never, (laughs) no one has ever called me that. Well, maybe you've never had to deal with it. That's what privilege is. If if you have never had to deal with something. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Then it does not exist for you. That is why we, that's why the term privilege came about. Because you have the privilege of not mm. having to think about it or worry about it because it doesn't exist for you. It oh, doesn't wow. happen to you. So I think that we should, the way that we, I always say when we have these allegations of impropriety in the workplace, that we should take everyone seriously and it should be investigated. The same thing for issues of race. So as, as much as women have had their Me Too moment, it's time for black folks to have our us too moment because discrimination in the workplace can be just as detrimental as harassment in the workplace especially if you have a something that that pans out in the workplace maybe you and the boss get along i don't know i'm not going to try to govern human behavior but racism never works out for any the victim ever wow you don't get a job because your boss is racist you don't get a promotion because your boss is racist what it causes you is to be paranoid. It causes paranoia. It causes you to doubt yourself. It causes you to have make less money, uh, to provide for your family less, to move around to different jobs instead of staying at the same job because you're trying to promote. There are so many things and aspects about discrimination that black people and marginalized people and people of color feel that happens to them in the workplace that have not been explored. So I say it's time now for a hashtag us moment for black people when it comes to workplace discrimination. And I think that Cheryl Underwood is helping to usher that in. And let's pray wow. and stand behind her, and I hope that she does. Man. Wow. That's Donald real. You ought to have a TV that's, show. 
That's good. That's <laughs> good. He's good, isn't he? Yeah, Cheryl <laughs> did say she thought God had her on a bigger mission, so this could be it, you know? Yeah. What yeah. Don just she said. Did. Mm-hmm. I believe I think that she this, did. You know, the name of the book, everybody, is This is the Fire. I mean, we are in it right now. We are mm-hmm. in the fire. And this is a great time for us. Because since the civil rights movement, I haven't seen anything like I've seen over the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen it in my life. I'm 64. Voter suppression? Oh, bro. An insurrection on the Capitol? Insurrection. Oh, my God. Who? Who's trying to overturn an election? Why is it that the Republican Senate, who know that this man has lied about this election being stolen, what do you think is the reason why they won't just call it the way it is? Are they that afraid of him? What is yes. it, Don? Oh, okay. So I, do, I wish I had the direct quote. But the quote that James Baldwin says is that it doesn't, for, for, um, it doesn't require that anyone has to be evil. What it requires is that you have to be spineless. And they are spineless is what it is. They're afraid to stand up to him, number one, because they're afraid of him, but not so much as they're afraid of him as they're afraid of losing power. Yeah. People are intoxicated with power. And what else are they going to do? What they're doing is exploiting the division in this country among the races and politically, and they know that they're doing it. And so Trump it was just the one that came along and that allowed them to be able to do this. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. they can do it with impunity. So he is, as I say in the book, and you, Steve, I say it, it burns my tongue to say this, but Donald Trump was probably the president we deserved. I know he was the president we deserved because, you know, we, were, didn't, we weren't paying attention, mm-hmm. but probably the one we needed. And yeah. I hate to say that, but he exposed the racist in our society and the racism because we were living in this in this mindset that, oh, everything is OK and it's OK. Yeah, yeah we have racism, but we can deal with it. And then there were people amongst us yes. who we didn't know, yes. oh. we didn't see. Oh. And now we know and we see. Mm-hmm. And Boy. now we can deal with all of it. Thank on, you man. for taking me into the doctor's office to, to diagnose my cancer. And now I could either have it excised or I can have uh, the treatment that's going to take care of that cancer. And that's what we need to do right now. That's why this is the fire. Wow. This is the fire, everybody. This is Don Lemon. This is the book. Amazon, Kindle, download it, buy it, order it. I don't care how you do it, but I need everybody to get a copy of this book. This is the fire. It's available now by Mr. Don Lemon. Don, thank you so much, man. We love you, brother. We love you, thank man. You. I love you, you guys, thank you. too. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> wow, we love Don Lemon. Yes. He always knows what My to man. say, when to say it, and how, how to, to say it. it. Yes. Outstanding yes, interview, yes, yes. Steve. Outstanding. Yes, <clears throat> yes. great job. Great job. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, coming up next, today's Strawberry Letter. We follow that up with uh, the bartender's big tip. That is the subject. <laughs> we'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.